This is Game Chat 1, episode 139. We're a little late. Welcome to the show. Today is May 28, 2023. This is Game Chat 1, episode 139. I think it's 139. I had to actually go back and look at the... Uh, I had to go back and look at my archives and say, what number did I leave off on? Because it's been that long. Yeah, we're bringing it back. Game Chat wanna. We got some stories to talk about and we got a rant. We got a rant coming up. So uh, we're going to be talking about three different things. Uh, everything from the Lord of the Rings Golem game all the way over to uh, Nintendo. And then War Thunder. And finally, this is the last one. I got I to gotta try to keep it short. That's why I only picked three stories. Because this, uh, this last story is about Overwatch 2. And it's going to be... It's gonna be a doozy. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to restrain myself. Talk about Overwatch too, but let's get into it. We're gonna first talk about uh, Golem. Now, uh, those of you who don't know, Golem is a game that was released, Lord of the Rings Golem, and uh, it, it recently released, and it's following a, a very disturbing trend in 2023 of video games coming out in a very poor state. We've seen memes all over Twitter and all over the place about. Uh, devs posting apology letters and it's kind of a bigger issue that you know I don't want to talk too much about because it can turn into a soapbox as well but let's just say Golem came out in a very poor state and uh, GameSpot the site which I'm referencing to here they gave it a 2 out of 10 and uh, at first I thought it was, it was because of the art because I, I saw the Golem trailer and it's a very different looking Golem than the movies and we got to be careful because the lord of the ring movies they had a pretty good golem all things considered uh i grew up watching uh you know the the hobbit movie the hobbit cartoon really really old i think it's Rankin and bass cartoon and uh that that golem looked like a, a lizard like an actual lizard with big eyes and uh, the golem that's in, in, in Lord of the Rings, the the, the 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 recent movies that just came out, not recent, but the movies, um, is pretty well made, pretty well made. Now, this golem looks kind of bad compared to that, but it actually looks better than the one I was used to growing up. So at first I thought it was the, the how the golem looked and just the, the effects on the golem because he looks kind of weird compared to the movie version. But apparently that's not the case. The game kind of resonates on all fronts in terms of like what went wrong number one stability when we talk about pc ports and we talk about stuff like that the stability of the game is terrible in this article they say they crashed 120 times that is grossly unacceptable our reviewer noted that the game crashed 120 times crashed i think i was watching the playthrough of uh, a, a moist critical and he crashed at, the, at he was just sitting there at the at the uh at the intro menu and he just crashed. I'm like, oh boy. So that's 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 a really bad start. But then they get into the gameplay and the and the glitches and the performance issues, and the game is shallow. It's a $50 game that's shallow, has performance issues, crashes a lot, and is surrounding a beloved sci-fi fantasy series called lord of the rings that people go crazy over just look at rings of power on amazon and see how people go crazy over lord of the rings stuff when things don't go right this went really wrong i don't have too much of a problem with rings of power because i'm not a lore buff 
So I I don't really care if they they had artistic freedom with some things because I don't know it. So I'm kind of ignorant uh, with Rings of Power. But with this, I, I know a little bit about Golem. And the fact that the game doesn't work as a poor uh, gameplay experience, there's nothing really to do in terms of like uh, innovative mechanics and stuff like that. It, it makes for a very poor outing for Golem. And uh, the fact that they came out with an apology saying they apologize for the disappointment. I always come back to this. Somebody there had to know. You, you, when a game is this bad and this unstable, somebody there had to know. Coming from a former QA background, somebody there had to know. Even if they didn't test it, somebody had to know that it was this bad. And it's hard for me to feel bad for them. It's hard for me to say, oh, poor devs. They should have gave them more time. No, I think in this case, if you would have gave them infinite amount of time, it still would have came out like this. Uh, that's just my gut feeling on this. I don't have any proof, but I just feel like there was, there was no real... I have no remorse for this kind of stuff anymore. And namely because these are companies. And I look at, as a gamer, I look at these guys as companies. I don't look at them as individual developers or project managers. I look at them as an entity, like somebody selling me a product. The product is bad. I'm going to blame the company. I don't care if they're working late hours. That's their fault. I don't care if their deadlines were, were unreasonable. That's their fault. It's not my fault. I... I don't 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 put this back on on the gamer. This is their fault. End of the day, they messed up. They apologize and they keep doing it. You know why they keep doing it? Because people buy their games anyway, even though they're broken. And I think the devs, a lot of devs and a lot of companies, they kind of ride this sympathy wagon to say, oh, we we're having crunch time. We're doing this. We're we're trying our best, but oh, those those mean people in suits said we had to have it done by this date. Well, yeah, that's how you run a business. You have to have a game ready by a date, especially if you pre-announce it, or if you have a budget. Hello, infinite budgets are not a not a thing. So uh, my sympathy well is kind of dry with with a lot of these games coming out. And again, that meme comes to mind where it's just like a, pla a a whole bunch of apology letters on Twitter. These, you know, the C the, the the cyberpunk one is the most famous one. The big yellow box with text in it, apologizing for stuff they knew. This is not a surprise. I've been a part of projects where things were a surprise, and when you have this many issues, there's no way they're surprises. They they had to have known. Same is true for Golem. I I really think. They had to have known that these things were coming. Uh, and they're trying to go to the switch. I read in here that they're, they're, they're going to the, they're, they're, they're looking about thinking about going to the switch. I, mm, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be a good look at all. I think they should just cancel altogether. So software development in terms of gaming right now is in a very terrible state. It's in a very bad state and gamers are starting to notice. And I really think more and more people over time are just going to say, I'm going to wait. Some people can't wait. Some people can't wait. They, they're just going to be like, oh, I, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to pre-order. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But some people are just going to wait. Like, I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to buy this game. I'm going to wait for the reviews. 
I'm gonna wait to see if there's any bugs, especially if there's a console version and they're porting it over the PC because we know how that goes. We do, we, we know how that goes. So yeah, check the story out over on GameSpot.com. They got the details. The Lord of the Rings Golem, really, really bad launch, man. And it's just a sign of how things are right now. Speaking of how bad and how a sign of some, some other segue, War Thunder. Now this is, this one hurts. I'm going to be hurting a little bit later too with Overwatch, but this one kind of hurts because I was, I was getting into War Thunder, man. I, just like a couple months ago, I put in probably over, I want to say over a hundred hours just in a, in a short time span of grinding, uh, air, air realistic battles and tank realistic battles. Uh, if you don't know what War Thunder is, it's a, it's a war game. Huh, duh. It's a war game where you, uh, essentially you fly planes. That's that's kind of where it was uh, first. When it first was released, it was known for all the planes, and then they eventually added tanks, and now they have a naval game mode. And it's a free-to-play game, so you know where this is going. It's a free-to-play game, and it has a very, very aggressive monetization model. Uh, not necessarily pay-to-win, but kind of pay-to-win, but an incessive grind. I think War Thunder has been known to be a very grindy game, like Korean levels of grind. And it's true. It's true. So what, what's, in the, what's going on? War Thunder, this is, this, is, this is a big, big, big story because... This is one of those cases where gamers have been patient and gamers have been saying, okay, please fix the game, please fix the game, please fix the game. And what's going on? Well, the War Thunder economy is kind of in shambles because they have this this uh, this in-game currency called Silver Lions, and they're used for a lot of different things, namely to repair your vehicles. When you play a game and you your tank gets blown up and you come back to the lobby, you have to repair your vehicle, and it costs Silver Lions to do that. If you can't repair your vehicle, you'd have to wait a really long time. If you don't have enough silver lines to repair, you either have to wait a really long time or you have to fork out some cash. And the way people are getting around this is that they have premium, which is the paid, you know, the paid premium service, which gives you bonus silver lions. So you can see where this is going, right? So it's kind of been one of those cases where the game started out okay with War Thunder. And it slowly progressed into one of these things, situations where you had to have premium to, in order to grind and progress. Otherwise, you couldn't keep up with the repair costs. The repair costs would outweigh your your uh, Silver Lion gain. And I saw this in just my week or two. I think I think I played a month. My month of playing, I saw this in just that short amount of time. I went in. I quickly ran out of Silver Lions, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm not getting any more Silver Lions. I can't repair." And then I'd go to another game mode and everything's broken there. I can't repair. And I was like, I have to get premium. So I bought premium for, I think, a week. And then I was able to get a little bit more silver lines and I was able to repair and da, 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 da. So it wasn't until I broke out my wallet uh, that I was able to actually enjoy the game. So War Thunder was supposed to fix all that. They were supposed to fix all that. They were supposed to say... In this, in this latest update called the economy update, that they were going to address this issue. They didn't. They didn't do it. This is not something that's been going on for just a year. This has been going on for a long, long time. 
really long time. And the players have had it. They have actually had it. I think the quote here is that the, this was a straw that broke the camel's back. Um, yeah, it says, uh, this is some, uh, from a content creator, Tankenstein. Uh, says Tankenstein is going to crux of the matter here, which is that this explosion of anti-Gaijin, that's the developer, sentiment is not something that's been sparked by a single blog post or one proposed economy change. It is abundantly clear that War Thunder players have had a laundry list of grievances about the game's monetization and feel that over recent years, the game has become worse in this regard. There you go. The recently proposed change, re recently proposed changes were not in and of themselves the reason for this outpouring of anger. They're the straw that broke the camel's back. There you have it. That's, that's, that's the reason why this is such a big deal. And the players have kind of mobilized and gone on a negative PR campaign in the form of Steam review bombs. If you go check out the War Thunder, I think it's still pretty bad right now. Uh, the Steam reviews, they were they were overwhelmingly negative. And it like changed overnight. It was like 60 to 90,000 reviews over a short period of time where they just review bombed the game. And they have had it. So... Naturally, Gaijin responded. Gaijin went back and they reverted the changes. Um, I'm kind of going out of order here. They reverted the changes first that they made and put it back to where it was before. But the players are like, well, we don't care. We already know what you're going to do. Because you said you were going to fix it before and you did fix it. And now you're reverting the change because we're mad. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. So the review bomb happened and... Uh, I'm sorry, not a review bomb, but uh, they reverted the changes and they review bombed it after they made the changes. And this is Guy Chin's response. This is the part that kind of amazed me. They say, of course, a review on Steam is also a platform for expression. Uh, however, the majority of new players just look at the score evaluation and do not read the text of reviews and do not go into what they were left for what they left for no they were left for so review bombing does damage to the game in that new players simply won't try it while it doesn't raise their awareness of the problems you've noticed you've noticed if your goal is not to hurt the game please use less other less destructive ways for example leave feedback on our forum and suggestions specifically about the economy we are inviting in the feedback forum also, review bombing will not cause modifying or nullifying in-game prices. If the game is shut down, nobody wins. <sighs> well, see, if this was the first time this happened, he may have had a point. But if you look at it from the player's perspective, they're like, well, we tried the forums. We tried the feedback forums. We tried social media. We tried contacting you through the uh, creators on the creator program. The creators on the creator program have tried contacting you. This is not something new. See that theme that with Golem and everything. This is this is this is known. These are known issues. This is not something new. So while I don't agree with review bombing in itself, I can kind of understand why the players are doing this because they have tried everything mentioned in this quote. They have tried everything that these devs have said. Hey, why don't you just go to the forum? Why don't you just go to the feedback forum? 
would you just let us know what the problem is? There's no need to be upset. You could just come over here and talk to us about it, and everything will be okay. No, that's... That's, that's, that's some baloney. That's some baloney. That's some grade A baloney. Um, I think it's too late. I'm sad to say it's too late. Because I, I, I'm sad about this because I really like War Thunder as a game. It is such a great game. So fun to play. Solo with friends. Really, really good game. The monetization and the, the progression systems are really broken. And it's like the one thing I warn people about when, I, when I'm like, okay, if you play War Thunder, you're going to need premium. Which means it's not a free-to-play game. So that's when you, when, you, when you explain this to somebody, you're like, hey, how's War Thunder? You're like, uh, it's good, but you got to pay. It's not free-to-play. You can try it out for free. It's like a demo, but you got to have premium. And even then, you're going to be grinding your face off. So... It makes me sad because I, I was really excited to get into this game because I was getting better at it, especially with airplanes. I was getting better. I was reading some guides. I was doing some stuff with that. And uh, I was actually getting better slowly. And tanks, I was getting better as well. And boats, I was getting better too. And I was having a lot of fun, but I ran into that silver lion wall. I was like, man, this is all the fun just got zapped out of the game. It really did. And, and, and the War Thunder vets know this. These guys were 2,000 plus hours, and they're just they're, they're saying that this has been this way for a long time. They're not exaggerating. This is not an exaggeration. This is actually true. Actually true. Because I was in the, I, I wasn't even in the high BRs. I was in like the, the BR like, like six, like five, six, seven. And you get up to the top, man, the, the repair costs are just stupid. They're just stupid. That, that's the only way I can think of. They're stupid. Stupid high repair costs. Um, not to mention the other thing they're doing. They're unfolding uh, vehicles. Let me tell. You, let me tell you about this. This is this. This surprised me. Surprise face. They used to have what they call folders, and there was like variants. So you, when you unlock the vehicle, it'd be a little folder, and you un, if you unfold it, there'd be like two or three little minor variants of that. Right. But to get access to those, all you had to do was unlock just that folder. Oh, no, they 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 they, they opened the folder, they copied and they pasted them outside the folder. So now you got to research all three of those different minor variants separately, thus increasing the grind. Woo this is awful. Um, unless they completely rework the monetization system. I fear that this is going to hurt War Thunder's growth because they've been growing. The game has been growing um, and it has been getting some good, good feedback, especially from like the it is on console, I believe. I've heard some console people talk about it. And it's just like outside of these these, you know, these negative circles. It's generally a well-received game, even though people do know that it is very grindy. But oh my goodness, man, it is it is ridiculously grindy and ridiculous. The, the monetization just sucks the life out of you. And the premium is required. And even now, when you have premium, the grind is ridiculous. So check this story out, guys. This is ongoing. Oh, I, I didn't mention this. They had a boycott on May 26, but it didn't do much good. <laughs> if you if you look at the, the Steam DB chart, uh May 26. Uh yeah, that you can see the trend is kind of the same 
yeah, the, the May 26th boycott really didn't do anything. That's why I didn't mention it that much. Which I kind of figured it wasn't going to do anything. It's, I think review bombing is one thing, but these guys, let's face it, they're addicted to the game. They're going to play. They're going to play. But the growth, you see this growth here? Look at this lifetime growth. Over 2013. That is a really, really nice trend, right? You see that? That is a growth. That's going to stop. That's what I think is going to happen. That right there is going to stop. The growth trend is going to stop. It's either going to flatten or it's going to start to go down because of this. Um, because you can't hide. Uh, you can't hide this. Uh, let me see if I can get on the Steam page. I'll just, I'll just go there. Steam powered. Let's go. Let's go check out the. Uh, <laughs> let's go check out the the, the current. Here we go. Mostly negative now. Oh, it's only mostly negative. So it started to improve. It was overwhelmingly negative before. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. You see that? You see that big dip there? That 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 right there is what I'm talking about. And people are gonna see this when the game. If they're like, hey, let me check out War Thunder, and they see it's mostly negative, you would be surprised. You would be really surprised how much this affects people's decision to play a game if they go they're like hey have you tried this game and like no let me go check it out and they go to the steam page and they see oh the reviews are mostly negative i'm not gonna try it they don't even read them and this is what this is what gaijin was saying in their quote here that's exactly what gaijin was saying in their quote here it's like a lot of people don't even they just they just see the negative reviews i don't think they're quoted here but they did say this they 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 don't even read the reviews. They just they just see it's negative and they don't even try the game. It's gonna hurt the game's growth. They're absolutely right. But the players are desperate. They uh, the guy Jim won't listen otherwise. They're very desperate. And again, I don't I don't condone Steam uh, review bombing, but when you've been telling the developers for years and you've been you the developers are ignoring you, it's like these players have reverted to the only thing they know to do to get their attention. That's to go in their pockets. That's the only way they're gonna listen. Check it out. PC Gamer has a story. War Thunder is in shambles, chat. Shambles. Shambles. And for a third story, we're going to talk about Nintendo. Dun, 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 dun. Nintendo. And surprise, surprise. Nintendo's sending down a takedown notice. I ain't talking about Zelda. You're crazy. No, I ain't talking about Zelda. Nintendo is sending a Valve DMCA, no Valve DMCA notice to the Steam release of the Wii emulator called Dolphin. And I saw this story and I thought it was satire. I was like, wait a minute. They're releasing Dolphin on Steam? This is one of those cases where like, oh, you just knew that they knew this was going to happen. The Dolphin emulator, if you don't know what a Wii emulator is, is that it is a program you can run your PC or even some devices out there where you can emulate the Nintendo Wii console and you can play Nintendo Wii console games essentially on your PC with a lot of benefits such as scaled up graphics, different control schemes, even like some other enhancements, right? 4K graphics and whatnot. Uh, and the Dolphin has been known in the emulator world for quite a while, but it's been kind of like an underground scene. To put that on Steam is kind of daring Nintendo to, to do something. So I was kind of surprised, not that Nintendo sent a DMCA notice. I was surprised that the authors put this on Steam and expected nothing to happen. 
Because you know, you may not know, most of you know, Nintendo don't play around when it comes to emulation. They will bring the hammer down. They will go Thor on you. If they, if you run any kind of Nintendo emulator and they know about it, they're coming at you. So yeah, the development team launched this on the Steam page on March 28th and announced on the Dolphin blog writing, we're pleased to finally tell the world of our experiment. This has been a product of many months work and we look forward to getting it into user hands soon. Nintendo's like, oh, because the Dolphin emulator violates Nintendo's intellectual property rights, including but not limited to its rights under the Digital Millennium Copy Act, DMCA's anti-circumvention and anti-trafficking provisions, 17.USC 1201, we provide this notice to you of your obligation to remove the offering of the Dolphin emulator from the Steam store. That's your standard boilerplate DMCA takedown, my good lads. So, yeah, Nintendo has about two weeks to decide whether it's going to sue. Uh, if if it doesn't sue, Dolphin could then be potentially re-added to Steam. But I think the Dolphin guys are smart. I don't think I hope they're smart. They're, I, I don't know if this was a, a a strategic poke at the bear for some other alternative purpose, but I think everybody knows that this is probably a bad idea to try to do this. So check this story out, guys. Over on PCGamer.com, they got the details. Nintendo sends Valve a DMCA notice. But you're going to release the Dolphin on Steam? What's wrong with you? It's crazy. And for our final story, we're going to talk about the thing. I got to drink a water for this one. We're, we're going to talk about the thing. And several people in my community have asked me, what do I think? Have I heard about this? You heard about this? Because I love Overwatch. That's why this one hurts. I played Overwatch for many years. I was in the beta. I I, uh, I defended Overwatch 2 to a certain degree. If you don't know the history, Overwatch 2 came out and it promised that it was going to bring a enhanced PvP with 5v5 and new maps and new modes, enhanced engine, enhanced graphics. And also it was going to bring a very robust, repeatable hero mode or a PvE mode, player versus environment mode. Hence the name Overwatch 2. Now, people laughed and it's like, oh, it's just the same game, reskin. How can you call it Overwatch 2? Daddy Jeff was like, at the announcement, he was like, we're going to redefine the, the sequel. So the reason and the big, big, giant reason for Overwatch 2 getting a 2 is because of the PvE. Now... Over the years, over then time has passed. Overwatch 2 came out last year, and it was like, oh, Overwatch 2, PV, PvP, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Oh, the, the battle pass. Look at all these cool things. Oh, here is Kariko. Here's all these characters. Hey, Jungle Queen. Hey, look at all hey new characters. Hey, look at all these this, these flashing lights. Not a single mention about PvE. Over an entire year, even during to the lead up. Of Overwatch 2. It was just like, oh, PvE's coming later. Yeah, yeah. It was in the marketing material. It was that PvE was going to be a part of Overwatch 2. But it was coming later. This was like an early access period where we're just going to do PvP now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there wasn't a peep about it. There wasn't any kind of indication of any progress, any updated game modes, any updated uh, charts. Because let me tell you something. Before... 
when Jeff was there, right, they had people flown out and actually played it. And they actually had footage. There's footage on YouTube now. You can go check out the PvE mode. And it was, it looked, it looked incredible. It looked absolutely incredible. And it looked fairly polished and done for what was there. Uh, there were some bugs. There were some things missing, but it was fairly polished and it was well along. So a lot of us had the expectation that it was going to be coming out soon, right? Because if you looked at the uh, the skill trees, they weren't that major variations of the abilities. It was just like, it was just little tweaks and tunes, and, you know, AOE circles. And, you know, this has this, uh, this like almost like a passive effect. So it wasn't a major overhaul for a lot of these heroes. From my perspective, I thought it was going to be coming out. But then as time went on, I got more worried. I got more worried. And I got more worried. I was like, wait a minute. They're not talking about PVE at all. Every dev talk they have, everything they're avoiding. It. I was like, I, I got a feeling they're going to cancel it. I think I've said that many times on my live stream. I think I've said it in Discord. I'm just like, it looks like it doesn't look like it's coming. I, I, I'm really, I feel this pit in my stomach that it's not coming. Well, guess what? I was right. Uh, you were right too if you guessed the same thing. Overwatch 2 has canceled their PvE mode. And this is, for me, the reason why the game is truly dead to me. I'm never playing it again. Nope. I'm done with it forever. And that's that's saying a lot coming from me because I put a lot of hours into this game. I love it. It was so much fun. But I'm never coming back to this game. And it's not just because of this. I had already stopped playing the game even before they made this announcement. But this solidified it. I'm like, well, I'm just done. I'm, that's it. That's it. Because there was so much, so many more things that were going on with the game, which I did not like, I did not agree with. And they were going in a direction that I hated. I'm just like, why are they ruining my game? I'm, I was like, Godfather, I'm like, look what they did to my boy. You know, uh, and it's really sad because there was so much potential. So, so much potential in Overwatch 2 PvE that it was kind of, it was kind of remarkable that they were doing this. I was like, man, Blizzard's doing it right. That's what I was thinking to myself. I'm like, I can't wait for Overwatch 2 PvEs because we got to we get a little taste of it with a little like Junkenstein and a little, you know, like the, the Lucio Ball, I don't know, whatever, the, all the little modes that they do. Some of them PvP, some of them PvE. They do these little spinoff modes, which are really, really good, really fun. Blizzard knows how to do PvE. The company knows how to do PvE. They do. So I was really excited they could take this shooter that I really like and make a full-fledged PvE mode. And turns out they couldn't do it. This is the third time they have tried to do it. First time was StarCraft Ghosts. They failed tremendously. Second time, it's Project Titan, which is what Overwatch was actually based off. They took the assets from Project Titan, which was supposed to be another MMO, PvE, and they failed with that. Came out with Overwatch. It was PvP only. Hmm. Overwatch 2 was supposed to bring the PvE back, and they failed again. So three strikes, you're out. They cannot make a shooter PvE game. They just can't do it. Blizzard doesn't have it in their DNA. They just, they can't do it. They, they, they lack something. I don't understand. 
So if that was not enough, if that was not enough, um, that's enough to just be enough done with the game and, and just be, you know, okay, I'm, I'm not playing the game anymore. This is where it goes a step further. This is where it goes to the to the realm of, okay, I, I'm disappointed to you. All right, there's a little bit of resentment here. The, the developers have come out and say, oh, we're still going to have PVE. No, we're, no, 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 don't, don't worry. We're still going to have PVE. It's just going to be little experiences that we extract and that we do. And we're going to put it behind the battle pass. So this, this is the part that really ticked me off. They're going to continue to do Junkenstein stuff because that's what this is going to be. It's going to be like Junkenstein. It's going to be like all, all the little PVE little mini things that you play for 20 minutes and then you don't play again. They're going to keep doing that, right? Which is, who cares? Who cares about that? But to do that, you're going to have to give them money. I, that, that's, I, I, I can't, I can't with this game anymore. I, I really, that's, that's just it. That's just it, man. And they're, they're trying to make us feel better and say that, oh, we're still, you're still getting PVE. It's just going to be a different form. And even the apologists are out there saying, well, we're still getting PVE. We're, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of still getting, no, we're, stop it. Stop. Just stop it. They are, they are deceiving and, and just, just twisting this. And, and and feeding you some corporate speak, which is not a good look. This game is done, man. It is done. If you still play Overwatch 2, you know, kudos to you. I didn't like the game, even without the PvE. I, I was I was done with it. I was tired of it. And now I'm done done. Like the only reason I was gonna come back was for PvE. And now there's not there. And I don't wanna play that was the last game. I, there's no more games at Blizzard that I play. I don't play I don't play StarCraft no more. I didn't play. I don't play WoW. I don't play Heroes of the Storm anymore. I don't play. I don't play this. I'm not gonna play Diablo. I'm not playing Diablo Four. That's it. Bye, Blizzard. That's it. GG. There's nothing else. Absolutely nothing else. And I got more to say about this, but I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it short here because we're we're getting long. I. It's absolutely appalling what they've done here absolutely appalling and i the 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 posture that they're taking after the announcement is what's bothering me the most it's a classic bait and switch and they're trying to frame it as well you're still getting this and i'm not even trying to listen to the excuses why they can't do it because i don't believe them i don't believe none of it I don't believe any of it. So the Verge has an article. There's there's videos all over YouTube. You probably have heard them already. And there's there's stories all over the web about how Overwatch 2 is canceling its PvE. Check it out. I'm very, very disappointed. And that concludes this episode, episode 139 of Game Chat 1. We got through it. I didn't go an hour. That was my goal. Check it out, man. Check it out. Check it out. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be putting this on our uh, Spotify. We're going to be putting this on the YouTube and uh yeah we're gonna have some fun with game chat with one we're gonna do these weekly i haven't decided on a day yet i'm recording on a sunday now i might stick with sunday i might go to wednesday so that means like a monday or tuesday release uh to give me time to edit the video and stuff 
Uh, so yeah, you guys take care of yourselves. Have a good one. I'll see you on the next one. This is Game Chat Boy, episode one thirty nine. We don't have any sound effects or anything yet. We'll bring them back. I'll see you in the next one. I'll see you in the next one. The next one.